VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Hey, what's going on, man? Baseball's over. Baseball's over. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about moving what we learned up to right now because of the conversation we are having before we hit record. But <laughs> I'm going to calm down. We'll yeah. get to it later and get fired back up again. Although this ep- whole episode may be fire. So. Oh, it, 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 it looks like it. Spencer came in hot today. He's rolling for several reasons. Yes, my boss pissed me off this morning. Oh, too. see, he didn't even mention that before we got started, and now it's just it's just a stream, just a stream of of hot of heat. There's just heat across the mic. Really quickly, yes. About okay, what happened was she sent an email to me. Yes, to provide some follow up action following a. The citywide drill we had yesterday. I don't sure. Know if you, yes, I'm aware of that. We participated in that drill as well. All of our department participated in the drill. And I was the lead on it. She's like, I need you to send this report to the safety officer. Did she ask me if I'd already done it yet? No. Did she ask me to send it to her? No. Did she also CC my subordinates on this email? Yes. But you had already done it? No. Because you hadn't been asked to I do it. I handed the safety officer my report Oh, at the conclusion of the drill. Ah. She didn't ask me that, though. <laughs> but it's so, just semantics. So what I did. So you're good. So you just reply, all, oh, no, boss, I took care of that. So what I did. It's no, fine. No, no. I, I typed everything up I, I, above and beyond. Snark level Spencer wrote like a thousand extra words. <laughs> Four-page document, and I sent it to her. I was like, hey, is this everything that we want to capture? She sent back edits. I was like, <laughs> we kind of asked for that one. I was like, serious right now. I was pissed. I was pissed when the email came in this morning, and then when she sent back edits, I was like, I can't believe it. That's how it goes, man. It just, it just this is, piles on. This is the woman that likes to claim that she doesn't like to micromanage like bullshit. <laughs> Show me that day. Anyways, how's, how's your, how's your week? It's all right. It's pretty good. We, you know, we got some, we got some demanding, some demanding clients and whatnot and probably can't get into it too much here, but it's, 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 it's been interesting. Um, I will say that, uh, I, I don't understand just independent thought, just randomly a thought in my head. I, I don't understand why we can hook up, I don't know, a gigawatt of Bitcoin mining, but I can't run my dishwasher past six o'clock PM or something. I, I don't, I don't get that shit. So the, anyway, I'll stop there. <laughs> I'll stop there. I, I'm, I'm glad that ERCOT has it all figured out that oh yeah for sure we they will be able to 
check all these transactions, make sure the blockchain's good, whatever the lingo is. But man, my gosh, if, if I run my dryer, if I try to do a load of laundry between 4 and 7 p.m., someone will probably come to my house. Like, sir, sir, we need you to conserve energy. We need you to do it. I left my house. Not these megawatt, megawatt, megawatt loads out in far west Texas. It's you. It's you, sir. End of rant. We can start talking about it. Well, what we actually want to talk about now. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> Anything else? I would like to point out, I think I've pointed it out almost every time he's worn it. Spencer has the, the hashtag hair raid shirt with former offensive coordinator. <laughs> Shout out to Rob Bro for putting the shirt together. Yeah, it's a Rob, it's a Rob Bro classic. Three years ago, yes, maybe more. <laughs> Judging by <laughs> Spencer, must wear this like once a week. <laughs> it's it's like high it. in the rotation. I like so. Okay, hold on. The fade on the shirt came that way. That okay, was, that was the design. Like if you flip it around, like it's yeah. Gone. It it looks I see like that it's bleached. got almost like a denim kind of thing going. But yeah, the the, the hair but raid the logo. Yeah, and the picture of a. It's very pixelated. It's like when your your old tv was going out and you could see like the red white and blue or the red green and that's kind of what david yost's face looks like right now kind, I, and kind of matrixy as well i can't wait for someone to ask me who it is and i tell them it's david yost like who, who? <laughs> what <laughs> there's gonna be like, <laughs> there's gonna be like 10 people in love at oh man cool shirt i get it and then everyone else huh what <laughs> that guy was it when was he was he in there in the 90s when was this did he play for tech david yost was that uh was that denzel washington's assistant coach and remember the titans no no that was, that was a coach yost but just a different yeah different coach a lot less hair so we're gonna talk about baseball oh okay a lot about baseball okay i'm ready now if you haven't been following us you, you could have you could have had some uh had some fun uh at my expense as i tweeted out that i had some questions, concerns with the pitching rotation, but a uh, big brain Tadlock or Padlock, as we learned to <laughs> call him this weekend, that Notre Dame writer, she claimed it was autocorrect. I was like, did you write this article on your phone? <laughs> no, you, you didn't do your research. Tadlock Wait, sounds like Padlock. It was you in the article. Up. Yes. Oh my gosh. I was thought it, it was just a tweet. I thought, ah, oh, you know, fat fingers. It happens it to was everybody. In the article published in the indie Notre Dame rivals or 24 seven, whatever. It doesn't matter. If you're not in front of a QWERTY keyboard right now, P the T is nowhere next to the P. Couldn't have that finger. Nowhere next one. to the P. You would left index finger the T and right pinky finger the P. That sounded way Anyways. more. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, Anyways. that's what you do. The left finger, the T. <laughs> you let me get this sentence out. <laughs> and you write pinky, the P. That's, that's how this, Oh no. Okay. Go ahead. Anyways, I, I, I got blasted Yes, for people, but hours later, <laughs> hours later, you got blasted because I basically said like, I, I wouldn't have done the rotation that way. And I had questions all weekend and it, it was were, against were, Georgia Southern, right? There was weird things with, yeah, there was weird things. No, no, it was it against was, UNC Greensboro. It was against Greensboro, Yeah, but it was weird thing with the weather and then your matchups whatever yeah you were just kind of like you know i'm not so sure i would send morris out that was just basically no, the gist of your tweet we pitched bird cell against greensboro 
And I was like, hmm, I don't oh, think I you need- the wrong, I've got the wrong link. Yep. And I said, I don't think You're you so need right. your ace against the four seed. And I got blasted. Yeah. You need the win. I was like, well, no shit, you need the win. <laughs> and I get that, like, you play the odds here, and had you gone 0-2 and not pitched bird cell, yes. you riots. Yes. However- Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. You didn't need your ace against the four seed. And it didn't end up mattering because Big Brain Tadlock made it about our terrible offense. I'm blaming him. And I'm not really blaming him. No, of course not. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that like he figured a way to not make it about the pitching rotation. Yeah. Which made that tweet even worse. Yeah. The, the whole weekend somehow... All of his pitching decisions were Which I would have done almost everything differently. Yes. Even I was like, Bridges? Why do you bring Bridges in in the first game, like after... After the rain delay. Yeah. Well, it was was the rain delay, but Bridges came in the first or second game uh, right after a missed throw to first base. Like it was a sure enough out. That would have been like the second or third game. Yeah, yeah it was. I think it was the second game. I was like, anyway. Bridges, why is he bringing him in? What What in the world? And then, uh, yeah, he he uh, he got everybody out. So you, you can jump in on this action too and, and roast me for questioning <laughs> the God that just is sort of Just sort of, you were just opining. Like, I'm not so sure I would have done that. And that was sent at 1230. It was was in the first inning, probably. I meant to do it before the game started, and I got to it a little bit late. The game had already started. And like 47 replies later. Either way, the game is over, and then people are roasting me. It was a terrible uh, take. Even worse now. I was like, oh, good Lord. We didn't know that Tech was only going to get seven hits on the day. And we didn't know Tech was not going to score until the eighth inning. And only because of some bad defense some poor kind of a karma we, thing we that haven't, we haven't quite gotten to baseball yet though yeah let's, let's, let's okay sorry what i was trying to say though all of that you could have joined in too if you're following us Twitter, <laughs> oh, you're just person. trying to get our twitter handle out there man oh. at pun suck at michael underscore lbk or online uh, online broadcasting live on colorcast live audio only sports talk platform free to download and to use. All you got to do is download the app, the iOS app store, link your profile, follow us at 23 personnel. We go live Tuesday nights. Come with your spiciest takes. Michael. Yes. Now, do you want to talk about baseball? Let's, let's, let's wrap this. Let's wrap this baby up. Let's wrap it up. All right. 
field. Well struck, Desloni. Picks it up on a bounce. He's racing for second throw. Out in second. Young lifts it to right field. Looking for a second home run. And he's got it. Into his own bullpen. Reps and some time because all the teams are there. Wow, this one launched deep left off the bat of Warren. And into the bleachers. There he goes. And the pitch is driven. Hands in to right. First end to the wall. Off the top of the fence. Here comes the big sell. Cameron Warren's going to be on the hole from first. From the third is late. And the Red Raiders have reclaimed the lead. Not packing for Omaha this year, Michael. Not even packing for Knoxville. Nah, nah. But are you that surprised? Based off, I mean, based off what we talked about last week, my hope was just we were still playing Sunday, and we just about weren't able to do that. So I, I kind of felt like it went about like I thought. But I, I will have a little bit more. I mean, I just meant the weekend. I know we're going to talk about how the season went as a whole. But I guess that really does boil down to how far you made it in the postseason. I think the emotional hedge last Tuesday was we weren't going to make it out of the regional. Correct. And then you the the games you lose this weekend were what by one run against a team where you and both of those games left the bases loaded twice without scoring a run. Oof. So mark that you had the bases loaded four times against Notre Dame. You left them loaded four times and you didn't score. Even worse, in that Sunday night game, you had them loaded in the eighth and ninth. Yes. Just a, a, a movie, a movie ending. Jace, Jace Young, Young walks up to the plate. The guy you, you want up there. And yeah. I, I, I and they can't no- walk him this time. And then he hits it directly the same way I hit every single ball in my intramural softball career. Right to the first baseman. Like, ah, of course that's how this would play. So, I mean, no, it didn't end any differently. The way that the weekend unfolded, uh, the whole year, let's let's just, the weekend happened like the whole year happened, right? You lost some games, you felt like you should have won. Or you would have one side of the ball working really well on the other side that they just couldn't put it together that you saw that a lot this year. Yeah. And, and it was especially on like the Sunday games, like we've talked about a lot or the third game in a three game series. And maybe it was regression to the mean, right? Like your offense completely vanished starting in the Oklahoma series. Like here, I've got it up in order from the Oklahoma series to the end of the end of the season. You scored eight runs, six runs, 10 runs. Remember, you lost two of those games. Right. And then in the Big 12 tournament to the end of the regional, 5-3-5-2-2-3-1. Five, three, five, two, two, three, one of those fives was in an 11th inning. Yeah. An 11-inning game. It was an extra inning game. Yeah, it was 
that was, I, I think, okay, guys, let's, let's clear the air here. <laughs> we're, we're, no one is calling for anyone's head. Yeah, we, 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 we're just, we're just, we're not, we're not mad. We're just disappointed. Or we're my, just my what? anger or what frustration is not directed at somebody. No, not even the players. No, it, it, it's not like it's not like there's one guy. It's like, oh my gosh, Stillwell went over nineteen this weekend and blew. No, no, it wasn't Stillwell. It's just like, ah, <laughs> could could anything have gone right? It could, wasn't Tadlock. It wasn't Gardner. It wasn't J Bob. I love that he got ejected. It, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yes. He got assaulted. It's what he did. He got baited. <sighs> Anyways. Um, so it microcosm, right? Like one side of the ball didn't work this weekend. It was offense. Yes. On the year where you were leading the conference in offense. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think any of uh, anyone predicted this type of slump for an entire weekend. Tech has always played Two better weekends. at home. Ah, that's true. I mean, the regional wasn't this bad. No, but, but tech has always played better at home. And so that's always in the back of your, of your mind, just kind of overall. Uh, but I don't think anyone would have predicted in uh, Keith had a great write up on red Raider dugout, his head or, or headline. I'm, I'm not sure. a big J journal. Sorry guys. Hurlers shine again, but red Raiders fall just short. It's just, you know, you've seen pitching really do well off and on this year, um, especially with your main with your main two guys. But the hitting usually will accompany it. It was just bizarre. It was just like it wasn't meant to be. And I, I, I'm with you. I mean, we're not trying to lay the blame on any anybody. I will say the bottom of the eighth against Notre Dame in the first game was excruciating to watch. It was like watching a little league team. I don't know what the heck they were doing. Yeah. Throwing to second base and there's no one there. You know, who's, why are people not covering second? Um, just the, the pitch, the wild pitches, two in the dirt, one in this anyway, but you just get that type of thing that happens and you just seems like the whole weekend was a lot of that kind of stuff. Just so close, but just not enough to, which probably has to Push have, past it. have the coaching staff just in fury. Oh, they've got to be. Like, they were like, we didn't get beat this week and we beat ourselves. Right. Yeah. That's okay. That's it. I think that's what, that's where we are, guys. That's why we're kind of down because you, you saw that. You watched the games. You saw how close tech was. And the only thing that stopped them was pretty much themselves. And it was just a cumulative thing, just a bunch of small things that, well, let's talk about the small things. These. Okay. Let's talk about the small things. All right. All I've the got, small things. I have one, two. I've got three stats. Oh, or all, are they good stats? All offensive related. No, of course not. <laughs> okay. Not when we're talking about losing a regional. You struck out 46 times in four games. Oh, I, th- I thought that was a... Okay, I thought that was going to be... You struck out 46 batters. No, no, no. You struck out 19 times in the first game. Oh, yeah. Do you know how many outs are in a baseball game, Michael? 27. Hashtag. I'm aware. So they recorded only, they forced Notre Dame to only make eight plays. The rest of them happened at the plate. Well, and of those eight, they could have been some walks, too. 
I can't remember. I don't have the stats pulled up in front of me. Yeah, and, and it, yeah, it could have been double play or whatever. Anyways, um, present this number. I don't. I don't know what it means. If you want to look into it, however you want to. Twelve of those strikeouts were looking on the weekend. So, nineteen strikeouts in the first game, nine in the second, ten in the third, eight in the fourth. Then left on base. This is the tough one. This is the, the potential number of like obviously you're not going to score everybody on base because that's going to require a home run or a sacrifice or something to get the last guy off of base and then to record now after that. 38 runners on base left. And remember, 3, 6, 9, 12 of those came against Notre Dame in four innings. Oh, yeah. The four <laughs> times you left the bases loaded. Yep, the ones you just talked about. 13 runners left on base in the first game. Seven in the second, six in the third. Look, the numbers go down when you win. Back up to 11 in the fourth game. 38 runners left on base. Like I said so many times, you left them loaded four times against Notre Dame and didn't score a single run, including the eighth and the ninth innings on Sunday. That would have been a good time. That would have been a good yeah, time to a great time. hit a, hit a, just a well-placed single. To have that chopper from Jace Young get <sighs> over the first baseman's yes, head. just just a, just a little just a little over and just drop because that 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 may have actually scored two runs. Yeah, because I believe that there was a full count, so batters runners would have been running, would have been moving. How it gets behind the first baseman, it's going to take a lot of effort to come down from the jump, turn around, find the ball, and get back to it. Anyways, you could have walked off that game. And then hitting with runners in scoring position. Obviously, it's going to be tied to the runners left on base. You were 3 of 29 on the weekend. That's barely over 10%. You didn't get your first hit with a runner in scoring position, I don't think, until your second or your second game. It was like 0 for 12 to start the, the, the regional. Ugh. Or 1 for 12. It was, it was ridiculous. It was bad. It was bad all weekend. Obviously, in a weekend where you score eight total runs, which is about what you averaged per game this season. Mm-hmm. Like these types of things get magnified. Usually you leave, you strike out 19 times, which I believe is a season high. I know you struck out a bunch against Iowa, maybe an 18 or 15. Usually though, these things don't compound. Right. <laughs> or you're, something you're like, happens. Yeah, you're like, all right, so we left you know, a bunch of guys on, but we also scored a bunch of runs. Like It just, byproduct, we just had a lot of guys on base. Yeah, we had one inning that we scored five runs, and okay, whatever. No, it's like your timely hitting, like you got guys on base, like, I don't even know how to say it. Their pitching dropped. You got guys on base. Their pitching came back up, kept them on base. Kept him from scoring. So, those are the four stats. Four? Yeah. Scoring, strikeouts, left on base, hitting with runners in scoring position. Yeah, and that's what we go back to when you were saying it's not so much that we lost, it's how we lost. It's just the... You had the opportunities. 38 guys on base. Just right there. Just being that close. And, you know, we were making a big deal about Statesboro hosting... Or, I mean, you know, Georgia Southern hosting. But 
and it's it seems i mean it's still a good deal to mention but when you go there and you have that kind of performance you, you can't really talk any more trash about it about them getting the chance to host as opposed to notre dame or whoever um especially when notre dame took care of you twice yeah i i just i, I wouldn't i want to i want to be a little petty for a second Michael. okay this is not like finish you. your point. This oh, is not like no, you. No, no. I think my point was finished because I'm okay. not really sure I was going. I was just kind of rambling. I'm just, I'm just still kind of, I'm, I'm more sad about this regional loss than I thought I'd be, even though I expected it. I want to, I want to, I want to say, I told you so. Okay. <laughs> On something. Multiple, multiple people looked at the dimensions of the ballpark of like, Tech's got this in the bag. 385 to center field. Hell yeah. We're hitting dingers all night, baby. <laughs> Three home runs in the entire freaking regional. Three. You hit zero of them, by yes. the way. Zero. Yeah. Not even that close, except a couple one. of times, I think a handful you, of times. You hit one off the wall. You had a couple of times. Yeah, he hit it off the wall. Off the monster in the right field. What, what is so who does that? What is that? Like, oh, it's it's such a it's a hitter's park. Look how short the fences are. <laughs> like didn't matter. Nah, bro. Let's 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 science the shit out of this. Let me tell you that uh, balls don't travel at sea level. Balls don't travel very well in high humidity either. Guess what? There was both. Yeah, there would have been some home you, runs you in would, Lubbock. You would think. You would think though, like if that was a hitters friendly park, Georgia Southern would have hit a whole lot more home runs on the season. Sure, they hit the lowest of the four teams. They hosted a regional. Hosted a regional. They're a good baseball team. Can you even hit it out, hit it out of their own park? And you saw, I mean, whenever it, it wasn't just a tech thing, like I said, there's only three home runs in the entire region. There were seven no, games. Yeah. Three home runs in seven games. Anyways, I told you so. Well, I did appreciate how. And also I had to do some, ed- I didn't have to. This was me being petty. Education on Twitter. Like, oh, it's a hitter's pork. And I was like, hmm, actually it's not. You did the well, actually. Well, well actually, <laughs> if you, if you look at the, the atmospheric pressure at sea level and compare it to the, the statistical research that the Colorado Rockies have done. Okay, so let me quickly tell you why, how that came to be. I was interested. When I first saw it, like, people started talking about hitters ballpark. I was like, okay, two things. Elevation, humidity. Yes. Research article that the Rockies participated in say that balls fly up up to 10 percent further at their elevation at 52 5200 feet mile high city baby than they do at sea level 10 percent that's a pretty good chunk yeah so an extra 30 40 feet if if you're if you're hitting dingers 40 feet on a 400 foot wall it's 40 feet difference it's like well okay hold on tech's not at Mile high elevation, right? No. Worked it out. It's like 61%. You know what that worked out to be? 24 feet. You know the difference in the fences between Denlaw Field and Clement Stadium? It's 20 feet. Uh, it's like they had put some damn it. thought into it. <laughs> they took that into account and like, I mean, we won't well, be able to be able to hit some home runs, but this isn't, we're just not putting the fence at 380 feet just because. Well, we heard that on the broadcast that the they have been planning. The balls are just dying here. The balls are just dying. Well, not no just that, but, but that Georgia Southern had been planning 
you know, they built this stadium with hosting regionals and, you know, fingers crossed super regionals. They, they built that with the intent of, of doing that. City. So no? yeah, I'm, I'm backing you saying that probably some thought went into that. It went into those dimensions. Can I also just point out another thing? One other thing, one other salty Spencer figure. Hang on. This is the, this is the, uh, well, actually segment brought to you by, this isn't well, actually, this Do we is have a, a sponsor yet. This is me roasting Georgia Southern. Okay. In the marquee matchup between Georgia Southern and Notre Dame, maybe half capacity. I was like, what right? the hell are we doing? Well, we have a 3000 seat stadium. I guess the, I guess the delay can be blamed for part of that because that was instead of it being, you know, seven o'clock on Friday night, it was what? 10 a.m. Oh, no, wait, no, I, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. You're, you said Georgia Southern and Notre Dame. They played Saturday night. That was Saturday night. Saturday yes. night yes. weekend. This is the prime matchup, prime time slot. Well, and they, they talked about how that place was sold out. Like how, who, who bought them? They had a live Eagle there. That was pretty cool. Oh yeah, that is pretty cool. War damn Eagle. But yeah, I don't know. Have who bought these tickets? Where was everybody? I, I, I never made that. Uh, um, I've never said anything about that on Twitter, but I noticed it the whole time, but I was only watching the tech games and I thought, well, sure. You know, there would be a lot of empty seats in Dan law. If tech's not playing, not as many, not nearly as many, you know, if, if tech's not playing that game that, that day, there's still going to be some red and black, you know, probably all over the, the stands. But man, it was just bizarre to me that hardly anybody was in the stands for tech versus Notre Dame either time. There's no one in the stands for Georgia Southern versus Notre Dame. You would you would think there was hardly anybody in the stands for Georgia Southern versus versus Tech. Yeah, like an elimination game. This is the maybe the last chance you get to see him. Half capacity. Yeah, that maybe. was that was bizarre, especially after they tied it. Oh, these, the the tickets sold out, and I forgot it was like an hour or two or something. What one of the broadcasters said, and I'm getting which it is, mixed up. Which is a uh, child's play because tickets would have been sold out. Before they went on sale in Lubbock. Let's let's be clear about that. Oh yeah. Tadlock's handing out donuts to the students. No, as in like waiting. Like everybody's on a waiting list. Like there there is no buying. Yeah, the only people that can get them are the students. They're the only ones or or if they stand in line. Traveling, you know, or no, not traveling. To, to to games like probably the only time you can get a tech or a ticket in a tech regional is the game one ticket that Texas Tech is not playing in. So day one in the game that Texas Tech is not playing in. Sure, you can get tickets to that game. Well, also, after that, though, because you don't know where Tech's going, they're all gone. This just also. goes back to what let's let's bring it home to salting this whole thing. What Tadlock has built here is nothing short of incredible. And he's done oh, absolutely. it. And he's done it in a decade. And you threw this in our notes during the yeah, today's his 10th anniversary. 10th right? anniversary today. He was introduced in 2012. June Year 7th. of our Lord, June 7th, as the head coach. And what he's been able to do in that decade is just nothing sort of incredible. We still feel that way. I don't think we're being entitled to think that Tech really had a shot to go to Knoxville based off the way that they lost this weekend. I, I think there are some fans that are that are entitled like, well, they're not going to Omaha? Well, this is This is a joke. This is, this is terrible. Why even play? You know, th- I think there is a, a section of that. There's also a section of people who are, we just got to be happy about everything because everything's great and good and wonderful. 
and the kids are playing and they're trying real hard. And that is true. No one's saying that, but we can look at those games and go, oh man. And the coaches are looking at it too. And the players are looking at it too. So I don't want to harp on it more than we already have, but that doesn't mean that what Tadlock hasn't built here is incredible. And the fact that like what you just mentioned, one, we're hosting regionals pretty consistently. Mm -hmm. Two, good luck finding a ticket to them whenever we do. And three, a super regional. Yeah, no chance. (laughs) You've got to know somebody. (laughs) Yeah. So get a press pass. Probably better, probably easier to get a press pass for the 23 personal podcast than to just try to go out on the on the internet and find a ticket for a super regional in Lubbock. And let me tell you, that'd be a hard no to the 23 personnel po- podcast what do you mean? getting a press pass. What? Whoa, there's what? a lot of alliteration there. <laughs> All right. Well, are you ready for an ad break or do you want to talk about this stuff a little bit more? Did you have anything else? I'm, I'm done with the regional. I think so too. I, I think I think we've we've covered it. <laughs> okay. Beat that dead horse. Yeah. So, you know, if you've been listening on color cast, which I'm sure you have, there's, there's usually like four or 500 people there, give or take four or 500, but color cast is a live audio only sports talk platform free to download and to use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, insiders in real time. It's perfect for time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post game breakdowns and reacting to breaking news. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, join our group, which means you need to follow us at 23Personnel and you'll be notified when we go live. We're trying to go live and we have been very consistent about going live on Tuesdays, but the time varies. So tune in about nine o'clock Tuesdays, central time and come with your spiciest takes. All right. I'm not going to do a full recap here of the rest of the Big 12. Sure. The Stillwater Regional was wild. I'm Yes. Okay. So what happened? Offense. Aside from... <laughs> they hit. Aside from Stillwater lost. Stillwater. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, State so, lost. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't uh, advance out of their own regional. They had some wild games. Like wild, like huge run swings. Or like they were down 10 and... Oh, that's one right. One by 20. Okay. They, they, they scored more runs in one game than the entire regional scored <laughs> that Texas Tech. They had 29 runs in a game, which is more than the, the Georgia Southern Regional saw all weekend. <sighs> TCU eliminated, did not advance out of the College Station Regional. But no. made it to, I think they lost both to A&M. I think both of their losses were yeah so it, it's it's similar to texas tech they lose yeah. to the eventual champion of of the regional I, I will say though michael i didn't watch a single game i hitch all i watched outside of a tech game. yes i watched tech baseball that was all i watched this weekend OU advances yeah. advance out of the florida regional not really surprising when you look at how hot they've been the past couple of weeks he's so hot right now to just keep going they're going to play virginia tech in their super Texas gets out of their regional, which is a little, little hairy there for a second. They had some wild stuff happen in, in, in the Austin regional, Michael. Did you see the inside the park home run? Yes. Uh, inside the park grand slam. Yes, that was bizarre. I, 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 okay. So I, I know I just said I, I didn't watch a pitch of any other baseball games. It was a, it was a highlight. A highlight I watched. It was on, on Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> Same place. I, I, I can't even remember who the batter was, who, which team was batting. Was it Louisiana Tech? It didn't matter. I think so. Well, they were ahead because I was confused as to who 
because I think someone was up seven to four and, and they just like, piled on. Yeah. It was 11 to four after that or, or whatever. I thought, oh man, that's crazy. That's going to, they're going to take the lead. No, oh no, never mind. No, it just gets worse. Yeah. No, it was, it was, uh, they, they, they kept on, it was twilight. It was just a w- terrible time of the day to be looking into the sky to find a white object. Yes. Um, dude smokes his ball into center field. Center fielder comes running in and was like, oh crap, I don't see it way over his yeah, head. Yeah, went way behind him. Poor kid. Uh, and obviously the bases were loaded. And then they just rounds the bases for inside the park grand slam. Yeah, that uh, was incredible. So, so how does this, hey, let me ask you this, because I don't know baseball very well. Sorry, I moved my mic. Can you, hear, can you all hear the springs? This kind of sounds like the deck of an old ship. It's like the monitor of the Merrimack, one of my favorite schools. Okay, so Texas advances. They will play Eastern Carolina. Since Eastern Carolina is ranked eighth and Texas is ninth, is Eastern Carolina hosting? Likely, yes. Okay. I am always kind of unsure how that works. I always assumed that the higher seed of whoever wins in these yes. regionals, whoever the higher seed is coming out of the regional will host the Super because because but then, Carolina but then was, it's Austin was, so and it's Texas involved so I don't know they might come up with a way for them true. to not have to go to Eastern Carolina so I, the reason why I said usually okay ECU was a national seed so they were top eight yes which is guaranteed a host through supers if they advance that far so they will host okay now had, that's what I thought but I still was like but it's Texas had somebody else from the Eastern Carolina regional one, then Texas would have hosted. Right. And there I was looking for, you know, I guess it doesn't happen very often, but it didn't happen this year. I don't think there were any two unranked teams coming out of regionals that are going to face each other. Yeah. I think they were is, all pretty cut and dried. You know, Tennessee is going to host Stanford, East Carolina, UNC will host, even though they were top 10. Cause they will host, um, uh, let's see, Oklahoma. No, who was it got eliminated? Yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah, State. yeah, they Seven, did. Ten. Yeah, so they will play. They will host uh, Arkansas. Arkansas, and then A and M was five. So they'll host Southern Miss was eleven, which is kind of interesting because Florida or Miami lost out of theirs. So they will host Ole Miss. Who? Let's see. Yeah, Ole Miss beat. Oh no, I got that backwards. Ole Miss is who came out of the Miami, the Coral Gables regional. Miami was fifth or sixth. My my contrast is really hard to read on the old Chromebook tonight. I can't see the number. So I guess Southern Miss will host in that case, even though they were 11th versus Ole Miss. Southern, yes. Southern Mizzou. Oh, that's going to make somebody mad. All of our Mizzou listeners. And then uh, Virginia Tech will host Oklahoma. Oregon State will host Auburn, I'm guessing. Yeah. So, yeah, Virginia Tech will host OU. Oregon State will host Auburn. A&M will host Louisville. Louisville. Southern Miss will host Ole Miss. North Carolina versus Arkansas. East Carolina versus Texas. Tennessee, Notre Dame, Stanford, UConn. I wonder if Southern Miss and Ole Miss fans this whole week are going to be going no relation. No relation. Are you with, so, so Southern Miss, is that, is that like part of, no, 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 no relation. We don't know. We don't know what that is. Family that went to both. What? Really? I have 
in the same family. So my aunt and uncle, my mom's side. Both Always went, forget your roots to the south. Both went to Ole Miss. Hmm. I was about to start they saying had, old Rocky Top. If that shows had, you how much I know about anything. Well, so my mom went to Tennessee. <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, my cousins, two like two of the three of those boys from that family went to Southern Miss. The other one went to Ole Miss. But did, he, did any of them go to Georgia? Because I'm trying to figure out where Archie Manning's going to go to school. Uh, whoever's going to pay him the most money. Ah. Anyways, so correct. <laughs> Texas State very nearly was able yes. to get into a super versus UConn, which would have been like dream scenario, for, I guess for both those schools as like a great pathway to get to Omaha to not have to face a national seed. Stanford walked it off against your boy, Levi Wells, Texas tech transfer who blew it. It sucks to suck. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad news guys. So that's the recap of the big 12. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to do I don't want to do a final thought on the 2022 season just yet. Okay. Well, I'm not ready for. You don't have discussion. to say goodbye. We can do that. We can. We should. You know what? We probably shouldn't. We both seem still a little on edge after the the weekend. Yeah. We should probably table that discussion because with in a in a week or two we'll go. You know what? That was a really great season. They they did a lot considering all this and considering that. But right now we're like. Uh, won the regional. <laughs> we should be watching them in Knoxville. What, what's going on? Yeah, I guess we can talk briefly about because I was just kind of curious. I know you always know more about this than me, so I just threw in here like who won't be back next year? Who do we either know for sure or who are we fairly certain will not be so returning? The seniors on this team, Cody Masters. Hell of a story of that he was able to even come back and play this year. Apparently was very, very sick. Yeah. Could have died. Type of illness. Kurt Wilson will go down as one of those players that, like everybody will remember. Mm-hmm. And he won't he hold any kind like of like three graduating classes. He won't have any kind of like records in the on the stats book or whatever. But like people remember that home run against Oklahoma State or the 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 folklore that surrounds him getting a chance to move from the bullpen to hit when he wrote that question into Tadlock's radio show. Oh, right, show. right. That's right. And then since then, it's been a pivotal piece of the offense, transition from a bullpen pitcher to an outfielder to the starting shortstop. Um, Cooper Swanson, a transfer from Florida State, got a little bit of play there uh, as a pinch runner this past weekend, had some, some playing time this year. It, it wasn't as much as I would have expected. Um, Parker Kelly, another one of those guys that very quietly was, he was, he was a dude in the field, uh, and then was able to add offense this year. Mm -hmm. He took on the Josh Young approach. He talked to his bat. I don't know if you saw that a lot. He would, he did the whole, like he'd hold the bat out in front of it and talk to it. He said that he, he learned that from Josh because when, Josh was not playing this year because he got injured. He was actually, he stayed here in town was. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's, the team a bunch. That's right. Easton Morrell, the transfer from Arkansas played three seasons now because yeah, because he was on that team that played in Omaha against Arkansas. Well, that was three seasons ago. Had some great catches just even this weekend. Yeah. Just some really Sports center top 10 type plays. Yeah. Really good plays in the outfield. Colin Clark transfer pitcher that came in this year 
and then any guys that get drafted. And then I looked up the the draft board projected top 200 prospects included two of your Red Raiders, Jace Young. He's going top 10. No surprise there. And then Brandon Birdsell. So the, the chances of either of them coming back are probably pretty slim, I'd say. You know, maybe yeah. Birdsell could, but I think it's just, I think Young's going to be drafted so high, it'd be really hard to say no at this point. Oh, yeah. No, you're not turning down He's top not, 10 money. No, there's no way. Um, and then, you know, like you were most likely have a bunch of guys that performed really well that are draft eligible that will get their name called. Then it's just up in the air whether or not they accept it. Like Andrew Morris is probably going to be. Well, I don't know. I don't know his classification. I don't know if he's a junior yet or not. Guys oh, yeah, like right. that, that, that will have, have played enough. They've spent enough time out of high school to, to come back around to be draft eligible again that will get drafted. You're still, you'll still have a shorter draft. I think they're only doing 20 rounds this year. <laughs> well, as in like, it was like 40 something rounds no, a couple I years know. ago. I know it's, it's like my thing is just to poke fun at how long this draft is. It happens in three days too. They, they go, they go through pretty quickly. <laughs> my gosh. Whereas like the NFL draft goes on for a week. It's like, there's only seven rounds. Yeah. You could have yeah. spent more than a couple hours on three this. days. They draft 20 Hundreds. times how many teams? 32, 30. Oh. 600 players. Baseball loves numbers, man. Yeah. It's a numbers game. So, um, for sure that the seniors, though, Cody Masters, Kurt Wilson, Cooper Swanson, Parker Kelly, Easton Morrell, Colin Clark, and Jace Young. I'll just go ahead and throw him in there. Bertzel, likely, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, a, a very big core of this team. Uh, will be gone. Yeah, because, I mean, you're looking at your starting third baseman, shortstop, second baseman, one of your pitchers. Yeah. Your entire infield is going to be depleted. depleted. Not depleted, but just... Open it up for, for yeah. guys that have been on, on the roster Competition. Where, where they're coming in. Competition right? like, is open, guys. Like, you've got Trevor Conley, who's uh, Cal Conley's younger brother. Now, granted, he, he'd come in as a, he, he's a catcher. Yeah. So maybe as a second year, he'll be more ready to take on that rotation with Hudson White, who was fan-freaking-tastic as a true freshman. Is Washburn was a true freshman, too? Uh-huh. Yeah, both those guys. Yeah. Keep those, to keep those guys around. Dylan Carter's just a sophomore, I believe. But then Morell's your left fielder. Uh, Hudson White, we've already talked about. Stillwell. Should be draft eligible. I just don't know where he'd go. Yeah, I, I don't. He's not. He's not projected as a catcher. He can't be. We'll just have to see what those, what those draft picks. Anyways, to be if it sways anybody's decisions. Yeah, so that'll be the end of July seventeenth, eighteenth, nineteenth. I say end. Well, oh, and then there's the portal. The portal will come into play. I'm sure there'll be some transfers in and out. The portal, portal. I did see uh, somebody had said they were transferring out, but then I looked in the roster. I was like he hasn't been listed on the roster, so. He, he he was probably like one of those, <laughs> like a guy that had been on the roster, maybe in the fall, um, and didn't get a spot for the spring, mm. and then couldn't find a spot in the spring, so he's just transferring now. I think he's going to RGV, UTRGV. Oh, okay. That seems like a, a cool school to go to, as far as just like, it's just so geographically remote. I'm sure that's what everyone says about us, too. <laughs> I'm just, I'm my own worst enemy right now. All I right. did not. If you haven't read Rob Bro's Lubbock Ten Commandments, have you read that today? No. And what's funny, I, I don't. Y'all go there. KKAM.com. 
check it out. Cause he did ask us for, for submissions on that. I think he used some of our input. I'm going to look at it right now real quick, real quick. One of them, <laughs> thou shalt honor thy father and mother. And, and the, the father is buddy Holly and the mother is Marsha Sharp. It's pretty good. So I did, uh, I think, I, I think I helped contribute to that. Why did too? To that I, one. I said, well, I, my, I, mine was specifically honor thy father and mother. And then I was like, who's, who's our father and mother. And I think he, he picked two of the names I threw out there. Cause I yeah. think I, I might've thrown a, who else did I throw out there? Oh, it doesn't matter. Thou shalt not fear the dust storm. Yeah. It's embrace good, it. Got a good haboob showing. Yeah. Thou shalt have no other mascots over Raider Red. Then he threw in all the high school mascots too, just in case. Thou shalt not occupy the right hand lane of Luke 29 with no intention of exiting while going to below the speed limit. Thou shalt drink Chilton's. Thou shalt order the fried cheese. <laughs> Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy? Yeah. That's Saturday for those of you who don't know. Thou shalt not covet your neighbor's barbecue. Yeah, just go get some different barbecue. Thou shalt shalt take Chris Beard's name in vain. It's fair game. Thou shalt not say Lubbock is boring. Yeah, he kind of goes on a little rant there. It's pretty good. He's like, if if you think Lubbock's boring, you're boring. Figure figure it out. Yeah. Was that ten already? I don't know. I can't keep up. There's a bunch of unless they're on a tablet. Things. I don't know. It's hard to see. it's hard to see. Yeah. Anyways, but that was that was a fun thing. So the, those are some of the commandments. You should go read the, the write ups that accompany those. Yeah. Just go to kkm.com anyway. And I'm saying that really fast. KKAM.com. I realized that. Yeah. Let's get and to odds and ends. Yeah. Rob's got a lot of cool stuff he posts all the time. Odds and ends. Okay. The brand. Brand episode three came on tonight. But the offense got a lot of uh, defense. Sorry. Defense. It was right. all defense all the time. Miss, misspoke, man. They were um, talking about take three university. We want to be plus three in the turnover margin at all times. Um, Wait, so, so does that officially replace two turned up? I, I'm unsure, <laughs> but I do think, I think right, taking through that? university, I think they're trying to, they're trying to push that now. That, is that as old as Tadlock has been at, at Tech? That was like a early Kingsbury ism. Oh, that was, you're right. Yeah, I think Which would have right. been what, 2013? He was hired in 2012. So yeah, 2013 was his first season. Two yes. Turned. Two turn you. And then that, uh, that mock wrestling well, then the show. whole Beyonce is Bay thing yeah, that he nice. did with the water challenge or whatever it was. There was some stuff going the ice on. Ice bucket challenge. Ice bucket. I couldn't remember what it was. That's a decade ago, man. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't do that. Whew. I didn't do that either. But yeah, the episode was pretty good. I, I, I streamed it. I streamed it before you came over to uh, the North headquarters here. And pretty good. Maybe my favorite episode so far because it seemed more like they were just talking and didn't seem as, oh, they were just kind of talking about defense, basically, and philosophies behind that as opposed to just as much the brand. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know what I mean? I, I mean, it, I mean it with love. I like, I like the enthusiasm. I like that the brand is something that's not really tangible. You know, it's just a a mantra. It's a thought process. It's a, a way to approach things. I like that, but it, it, it can get a little bit repetitive in, in a 20, 30 minute episode. You, you, you mentioned there was a, there was a repetitive thing in this episode though. 
Yes. A lot of the guys that were referring to DeRuiter as an NFL guy. Two different players mentioned that he's a lot like he's a lot like an NFL coach. Almost there almost verbatim. And I was like, were they told to say that? And yeah, because or how, how many NFL defensive coordinators have they been around? How do they know what NFL defenses scheme? I, I mean, I don't know. That was just kind of something that perked into my head because two of them said it separately in different interviews. But maybe there's some truth to that. I mean, it sounds like he's instilling something that's the the guys that they uh, talked to said was pretty simple and you know pretty intuitive. And I think that's obviously the way to go with everything if you can. Yeah. The less complicated you can make anything on the football field, the better. Because I think that was that was some of the success you saw with uh, Ruffin McNeil and then Art Kaufman, because. By the time you had gotten to Art Kaufman, you had gone through Patrick Willis trying to instill the Alabama 3-4 defense. And then you went from that to TC's 4-2-5 with Chad Glasgow. Oof. And then Art Kaufman comes like, screw all that. We're on a base 4-3. Just keep it simple. Keep the ball in front of us. And you were pretty dang good on defense that year. Yes. And, and I think I'm a little worried because you, we're hearing a lot of the things we've heard before as fans. Yeah. We got, you know, the take three university. Well, we got to we got to get those. You know, he was, uh, were specific about, you know, we like the word takeaways. We don't like turnovers because that implies that we rely on the offense to generate them. No, we want to be the aggressor here. We want to take the, that away. And it just kind of harkens back to who was the kid? Gibbs? Who was the guy? Was, was Gibbs the one that was really into turnovers? Oh, yeah. And, you know, that didn't really work out super well. I mean, even though it, we would it, it have did that one year, though, they, they, they had a lot of interceptions. Well, they had a lot of turnovers, but it still didn't well, amount. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, they, yeah. they, they achieved that goal, but then that was about because it was paired it. with like either the defense forced a turnover or they gave up a touchdown. Yeah. It, there was no slowing them down and then forcing a turnover. It was like they forced a turnover. Or they scored seven on you. And the philosophy here is based off a stat that I'm going to butcher because I can't remember the exact percentage, but it was over 90. But uh, in the interview, he said that if you are plus three in the turnover margin, you have a 93% chance to win. I'm taking those odds. Is, is what I believe he said. It was 90 something. Sorry if it wasn't 93. Well, still, even if it's 90. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, if if it's if it's in the nineties, okay, yeah, you've, you've talked me into it. But I, I I don't know. I just remember turnovers being a huge inf- uh, emphasis years ago, and it didn't really generate much success on the field. Aside from yes, Tech did get a lot of turnovers, but they also well, was- allowed a lot of yards, and they allowed a lot of red zone scores and everything else. A lot of third downs, third down conversions w- was terrible. But hey, they got some turnovers there's that and well, then and then we went three even, and out so whatever yeah i was, I was gonna say <laughs> it wasn't even just uh gibbs because the the last dc did it too because they, they yes they specifically talked about when matt wells got here that they were teaching the defense how to score correct yeah and, and that was something that they focused on I, I don't know it just seems like stuff that we've seen i'm trying not to get too caught up into it i'm also trying not to be a negative nancy about it uh but it's as I've said before, exposure is great. Speaking of exposure, our guy was Joey McGuire was on like a 10 minute interview with a CBS affiliate and DFW 
they just did like a one-on-one interview with him this week. If y'all haven't checked that out on, on YouTube, he's also on the cover of Dave Campbell's Texas football Mm -hmm. with trailer, Jeff trailer, UTSA. And they interviewed each other and kind of did some fun stuff. That's on YouTube too. Mm -hmm. Um, I love it. I absolutely love it. There was no, you think when Matt Wells was hired, it was just like, it was a, it, it was almost like hiring a CEO of Tyson chicken or something. Like you make the announcement and then nothing. <laughs> you see nothing. He does it. You don't, you, unless you're a tech fan, you don't think about it. You don't, none of this, he wasn't in front of the camera unless he was kind of being forced to. And, and I get that. I'm that personality. I'm, I would not do well as a head coach. That would not be my forte as being in front of the camera answering questions on demand, but this is Joey's forte, Joey McGuire's forte, first name. Sorry. There you go. And I, I love it. I mean, get the guy in front of a camera, get that brand out there. And by the brand, I mean, just the double T, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever the brand is, uh, get it out there. It's fantastic. And I'm all for it. So still watching it. Still, still hopeful and just really excited to see the kind of exposure he's getting. And I don't think it's hype because nobody's, there's a lot of Kansas state hype. Have you seen this? There's been quite a few, like this is some stuff on the athletic and some stuff elsewhere. I think there was, wasn't there a, like some early win, like season win total over unders? Maybe so. And like Kansas state was at like eight. Yeah. And they were like, over easy. I was like, oh, what? The okay. 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 But I, I, I have seen some hype on that. So I think tech's coming in with like no pressure. Uh, and, and McGuire is going to have his chance to really do what he can this year. I mean, I still think that's probably going to be five and seven, but <laughs> we'll see where we are later when we well, make our official predictions. What, and the thing with that, like I, you, we just need to hammer this. Like every time we get the opportunity, he's going from a very transfer heavy, philosophy correct to a high school heavy philosophy yes and so there's going to be a gap there's going to be some roster management issues yeah. that are going to show up as youth and limited depth for the first yes. little bit you're gonna have some young you're gonna be a lot younger in your starting you know in your two deep than you were in the last two or three years Oops. just because of how math works you're just gonna be a lot younger yeah and mistakes yeah. can come with age or with less age. I don't know. The older I get, the more mistakes I make in certain things. That's it. Math. You, you know, you know, this other, let's try to make a segue to this big 12 revenue stuff. Ah, record amount of revenue shared between the big 12 schools, 426 million total, which if you can do math, there's only 10 schools. Each school pulled in almost $43 million each. Michael, remind me, if you remember the days when Texas Tech was pulling in like $7, 8000000 Sure. 12 twelve, like, well, hell yeah, double digits. Yeah. And they're like, the SEC's making 20 Shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. What are they doing over there? $42.6 in revenue this year. Yeah. I would also like school. To, I would also like to confirm before we get, before we get too excited about this, was your cut of this forty two point six million the same as mine was? Well, you know, as much as we 
it was supported. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was still okay. Just making sure. But yeah, I mean, it is, it's great. And, and, and I, a pretty significant jump even from last year when they, they, they split 345 million. Yes. And so. you know, a couple other things were announced during all that. I, I think that puts them firmly in third, which they have been for the last, I don't want to say several years, but a good while firmly behind the big 10 and the sec, but well ahead of the pac 12. Um, well, well ahead, almost double. I think um, the other thing that was noted was I think that we have a time frame of when a new commissioner will be announced. And I believe it's June. The article that I just read said mid July. Okay, July. So they had they yeah, had got to give uh, I've got to give Kirby Hoke some time to. Yeah, he's he's got some stuff to wrap up. <laughs> he's got a couple coaches to hire here. He's got to make sure the ink is dry on Tadlock's never-ending contract. He's got to just make sure that that's still good. Do we want him to make the hire for, for softball for another women's coach? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. I don't want to go there. Can we, can we just do like a lottery? Just, can we, can we pick some value valuable candidates and then have like an octopus pick, pick one like they do with an NCAA tournament? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's okay. Uh, so tech got a lot of money on the big 12. This will obviously change. I mean, what, what do you think? I mean, no one's going to hold us to this because who's going to remember this in like three years. What do you think the cutoff or the payout will be after tech's first year in the new big 12? I'm hoping it's 30. And I, I think 30 might be a bit of a stretch between 12 schools without it hey we're realists here without OU in Texas they do drive a lot of those TV dollars whether any of us want to admit it or not they drive a lot of it so with them gone four new teams coming in I mean I, I think if every school gets to 30 million that's going to be a success but we'll just see and neither of us will remember we had this conversation and what three years <laughs> yeah and and the positive there is i don't i would think that the revenue won't be evenly split those first couple of years too so while it may be reduced you'll still be getting more than just 10 percent. hopefully yeah anyways i'm trying to figure out because this, this, this something else came up that we haven't talked about uh yet it was how much the big 12 schools spent on recruiting. Oh, okay. Okay. What do you got? Going off of memory here. And then where I remember Texas tech spending on recruiting previously, you were always near or at the bottom in what you reported on spending on recruiting this year. You were second really in the big 12 behind Oklahoma. Well, that was one of the, I, I do believe that was mentioned specifically by Hocut at some point in the hiring process was just that more money was going to be thrown to the recruiting budget. And I'm sure that was probably part of McGuire's proposal that he wrote up, um, you know, and, and bringing Blanchard aboard and everything. That's great. I love to see it. And, and, you know, you see the, success they've had so far yes 
it's 2023 guys. Yes. A lot can happen in the next calendar year, basically, but we haven't seen that type of success, uh, that quickly with any of our hires. And I think a lot of it is just because of the money they're putting into it and and the amount of travel these guys are doing and just spending a Thursday night in some school outside of Austin in May, because that's where the kids are and they want to go put their, their face in front of them and put the double T out there. And so, yeah, it, I did not know that. I love that. And it's a, it's kind of a direct correlation not always because I'm sure Texas's budget is pretty well and they get a lot of good recruits. It's not necessarily a direct correlation to wins, but I do think it's a direct correlation to the kind of guys you get. If you're able to spend more time with them and then you're also going to evaluate other guys that you may not have, you may go to a practice and go, who's that? I hadn't seen him before. So just another four-star recruit that you somehow didn't know about or a guy that's or, or a three star that you're going, wait a minute, this is a diamond in a rough right here. As of uh, this article that Seth put together, staking the planes, May 19th, 2020, same numbers that were released. They put the spending from the big 12 together on recruiting. At least the eight schools that disclosed it. Texas tech was seventh of eight, 535,000. $362. Was Kansas eight? Kansas state was eight. Ooh, Kansas was third. Okay. Well, do they have a deal? Anyway, I just like seeing money going towards that because that's something that has, you know, Wells's plan was a pretty decent one um, to, to really play off the transfers and, get older guys and get guys from junior college and stuff. I, I mean, he, he found some excellent players and he evaluated players well, but for the long run, I, it's, it's going to take what McGuire's doing yeah, to try to perpetuate success and try to just get these guys directly from high school excited and looking forward to, and hoping they get a phone call from Texas tech. Yeah. The other thing we want to touch on, cause we, something that had happened and we hadn't talked about it yet, was that former Texas Tech basketball, basketballer, Darvin Ham, got his first head coaching gig in the NBA with the Lakers. Wow. Which is good, but also like... You also feel for him. You like, feel for him because it's the Lakers. It's kind of a big gig, and you got <sighs> LeBron there kind of... Some people are like, man, he's got LeBron. And other people like, ooh, he's got ooh, LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I... I am. I think he's up to the task. I think he's going to do as good of a job as management and players will allow him to do. I'm really excited for him, and yeah. I can't believe he turned down that tech job to just to just coach for the Lakers. <laughs> like 18 months later, <laughs> man. Like, what the hell was that? Dude Not doing? even that. It was like barely a year, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, it was April last year, and then uh, yeah, May this year. So April first. Yeah. So you know, kind of like how we talked. Uh, during the coaching search, yeah, Ham was definitely in in consideration. I think he might have even gotten brought in for an interview, but I think everyone expressed that he was probably he was more focused in. You know, he can he's basically committed his entire career post Texas Tech to the NBA mm-hmm. in some form or fashion. So his future is there, and I think he felt that way too. And I think 
the committee saw that as well and, and basically wished him the best of luck. And, and yeah, 13 months later, the guy's coaching one of the most valuable franchises in all of sports, probably the most valuable in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, just incredible. What a, what finally, finally he gets finally, his chance yes. to be a head coach. And I hope he, in spite of my sort of sports hate for LA, I hope he does well. I really do. Yeah. Congrats to yeah. Coach Ham. Former Red Raider coaching the Los Angeles Lakers. Holy no, cow. He's a Red Raider for life. He's not a former. Oh, that's right. That's right. Only only a certain. Always formers. a Red Raider. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's wrap this up. What did we learn? What did we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. All right. I need to remind everybody. I don't need to remind everybody, but I'd like to remind everybody. Today's episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. Food and sports. Ah. Sports and crypto. <laughs> crypto, sports, and food. Real estate advice. Real estate. That's coming up, man. <laughs> Buckle up. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. Rising Tide lists all boats. So go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink. That's spelled like sports drink, but without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. Speaking of funk, Michael, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm going to skip your uh, your what do we learn. Okay. I'm, I'm so sorry. We'll, we'll end on, mine will be, yeah, we, go ahead. All right, so I'm selling a house, right? Yep, you're selling a house. Listed it. Memorial Day weekend. Last weekend, or last week Thursday. when you came here, you were under... It's under contract. You were under contract last Tuesday. I was excited about that. Yes. I'm no longer under contract. Oh, no. I'm not excited about that. No. Okay, so here's what happened. Anybody that sold a house knows how much this sucks. We, we thought we had it made, right? Like, we listed on a Thursday afternoon that we're going out of town. Realtor assured us... Holiday weekend really shouldn't affect anything. It did. But um, we had four showings that weekend. We, we, we thought it'd be like a just meat market. Like we'd have four showings that day. And there's probably some just, just I don't know the, the phrase, just like perfect storm, right? The first showing Thursday afternoon. We're supposed to be early after, like early evening, four thirty ish, late afternoon. Rescheduled two times, basically took up three hours. And then when we heard her conversation, and then as she was leaving, because I, I I check the doorbell every time. Oh when, sure. When they walk up and when they leave. Oh, I didn't think about that. I didn't have that last today, time I sold a house. I had a showing today, and there was gold. They they were raving about the yard. I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh man. The yard is great. Got to record like, that. Yes, I did. I did. <laughs> Saved it to my phone. Even. Of course. Okay. Did. Anyways, it's um, like your ringtone. <laughs> great yard. Man, what a great looking yard. What a great looking yard. You can see our kids out here just playing catch, yeah. rolling around. Um. Anyways, <laughs> so we end up losing that first night of showings to somebody that conf- she saw the house didn't. She basically saw the house to confirm her bias that she didn't want it. I was like, you took up three and a half hours of prime showing to confirm that you didn't want this house. The hell is wrong with you? That hurts. Second day, Friday, 
three showings. It went well. Well enough. Because one of those showings we got an offer from. Realtor calls. I'm at, I'm at the baseball game in Frisco with my son. He's like, great news. We have an offer. He's like, it's a really strong offer. It's cash over asking. They're even paying for some of the closing costs that normally would fall to the, the, the seller. This is great. Here's the details. We'll talk about it in the morning. And great. Looked at it. It's like, it's a really great offer. Something stuck out to me when I was opening. I was looking at that, that packet Saturday morning. I was like, that. So he's like, you know, here's the earnest money, which is what they, they put down as a deposit. But if they were to withdraw and terminate the contract before or, you know, within seven days, then they retain their earnest money and they just lose their option fee. Their option fee was $100. And they had seven days to lose $100. So like, that seems like a no-lose situation for them. Here's a problem, In the though. scheme of buying a house, yes. Here's a problem. So we accepted their offer Saturday morning. Seven-day period started, so they had it until 5 p.m. Friday to, with, to terminate the contract. Tuesday morning, we get the notification, hey, they want to set up an inspection, do the home inspection Wednesday. The past guy will be at the same time. So great, we'll, we'll be out of the house, whatever. Inspection happens. Our realtor says, we, we won't hear anything for 24 hours. He said, 24 to 40 hours. Like, in 48 hours, they only have a few hours left. At 48 hours, it's noon on Friday. I text the realtor like, hey, what's going on? He said, let me f- follow up. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll give you a call in a minute. 20 minutes goes by. He's like, Hey, I was like, shit. <laughs> he's like, they're going to, they're going to exercise their option to terminate the contract. It's like, why? He's like, he's like, it doesn't make sense to me because the, he said, I, I've, well, they still have to pay for the inspection, right? They already paid for the inspection. Yeah. And then they, both the, the, the house and the home inspection and for the past inspection. And that, that's what scared me the most. They had the inspection report and then they withdrew. I was like, what did that inspection turn up? Sure. Nothing. He's, the realtor said it, it, it's perfectly fine. There's nothing on there that would have had a red flag. Nothing that you can't either address or be like, take or leave it. It's not that big of a deal. So they exercise their option. They withdraw. Hours before their option period ended. So they're out of 100 Here's, bucks? Well, they're out like, 700 bucks but yeah because they had to pay for oh, the, the, the yeah. home inspection was like almost 500 dollars. but you inspection. hey i got 100 bucks out of 100 100 bucks in that pocket man <laughs> my realtor was like you know it's a good thing that you know you, you just go to the, the title company here in a couple of days we'll sign the paperwork and we'll get you a check and i was like for 100 bucks it's like yeah i was like cool yeah thanks we, we took my house off the market for seven days seven day. we even i lost down. seven days so we, we had, we had, we had for at least one more showing scheduled on Saturday and maybe we should have just left the house active on Saturday. They were coming in to town and they were looking at houses. Ours was going to be one on their list. Our realtor contacted their realtor said they're not, they're not in a great cash position to, to make a competitive offer against our current offer. So I was like, well, then we're going to den- deny the showing and accept the offer. We, we could have had more showings that day, but oh, we, sure. we, we essentially turned down showings to accept an offer. So here's what happened. The wife comes in Friday for the viewing, the showing, whatever. The viewing. <laughs> it's a dead body. <laughs> at the pala? At the wake. At the- <laughs> Get your nickels out. I hear it on the doorbell camera in and out of the house. 
loves it. Says it's cute, beautiful, excited about it. I was like, I like that woman. They are entitled to come back with the inspector right after the inspector to go through the house again. And then we had some questions too, because we have, we've installed a different back door that has a doggy door built into it that we had intended to take with us, but it wasn't written to their contract that they wanted us to switch it. So like, Hey, can can we get some clarification on it? It doesn't matter one way or the other. They they can have the door, whatever. Just want to know what they want to do about it. Like okay, yeah, they 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 want to come back and, and and bring a husband and their kid. It's like great, whatever. So news on Friday, they're, they're backing out. The realtor says the husband doesn't want to move. I was like, it doesn't want to move at all. Yeah, so, so they're looking at houses. Apparently, they came it's with a slight su- miscommunication with such a strong offer because they had missed out on other houses previous to us. Like they had made an offer. And they went, the, the seller went with a different offer. Well, they didn't want to move then either. So who cares? But they came in with a stronger offer. It's like you have, you were emotional enough to come in with a strong offer like this because you had missed out on previous houses. But when it came down to it, hours from losing a little bit more money, nah, we don't want to do this. That sounds like a cop out. That sounds weird. But like I said, I've, I've, I've got the inspector. I, I can even show it to you after oh, this. Oh, I believe like, you. I believe you. No, like you just go through. It's like there's nothing on here that like any kind of red. You don't have like a nest of black widows, <laughs> just <laughs> thriving. I underneath. found a jumping spider in my shed the other day. Oh, that is terrifying. My dog, my five year old's been playing with this semi realistic looking plastic spider. It might be in this room. I don't know because I was on the treadmill the other day, and she like came in here and was like play fighting with it, like like it was ah. I was, she was on the floor. It's, I hate it. And and I'm like, I'm like not kidding when she talks about, she said, Oh, I think it's dead. I was like, good, good. I'm glad. He's like, Oh, it's alive again. I was like, you better catch that. You better catch it. I don't want it. Cause it about freaked me out the other day. I was sweeping and I had no idea this thing even existed in our house. And I swept it out from underneath the chair. Of course, it goes like across the floor. <laughs> yes. So that was my introduction to this evil thing. And she just plays with it. And, and she knows it. It irritates me. But anyway, it's great. It, it's really fun. It's kind of one yeah. of those fun things we have. But it, it does freak me out. Sorry. Go ahead. So other frustrating bits about this. Like we had already started to kind of unpack Kind of like we were coming out of our showing stage. Oh, sure, yeah. To start like real packing. Yes. Um, I didn't consider that part. I had booked a moving truck. Oh. I had. Anyways, so we're, we're talking Friday afternoon. I was like, well, I we got to start showing the house again. Like five hours later. And you are, you're I'm, all I'm here talking, now. I'm talking to, yeah, it's like Friday evening, Friday afternoon, you know, Friday night, talking to my realtor. Realized it hasn't been relisted yet. I was like, dude, what are we doing? Like the moment you heard they were terminating the contract and you got the paperwork from their realtor, relist that mother. So he wanted, he wanted to wait till we had confirmed when we were going to be ready to start showings again. So what we did is we made the listing active on Friday night Start showing Saturday morning. So what we did, clean the house, got it back in the showing state. Perfect as it can be. Then spent the entire day out of the house to make sure we could just, just confirm showings. We had one. Mm, good, good. So I texted the realtor Saturday night. I was, I was pissed. I was like, 
So just the one showing, huh? <laughs> He's like, you know, sometimes it takes a while to get these things going. I was like, what happened to like just having a bunch of, you know, more buyers and inventory and all the crap you told me about two weeks ago. <laughs> and then That's how it goes, man. And then we uh we decided we were gonna leave it active for Sunday, even though like we didn't really like we weren't super thrilled about that. We didn't want to be running around Sunday afternoon or whatever. Nothing. Anything Monday. this week? So I had a showing today. Okay. So I got the house ready, left this afternoon. They booked it for 345. They showed up on the doorstep at 405. I was like, because <laughs> they, they, they have small window. They have a 30 minute window where their code on their phone only works in the box for that 30 minutes. So oh, the realtor man. was frustrated. Like they had 10 minutes to look at this thing. Yeah. But like I said, they were the ones that were raving about the yard in and out. And they okay. Were, they were so also, you like them. I did. They were also really, really, uh, praising up. Uh, they were praising that it could have been cause they knew the camera was there. Cause like the realtor was talking to us through the camera, but not like to us, they were talking, you know what I mean? Like, sure, sure. They, she didn't know I was watching, but knew that we were going to see it talking to us. They also, the, people that saw the house made comments towards the house as if they were talking to the camera. Anyways, we have two more showings tomorrow. It's just sucks. Cause like middle of the day, right? Three forty-five. So it means most of my afternoon after lunch was spent cleaning the house mm-hmm. and then primping and preparing and all the stupid stuff you do to get a house ready for random strangers to come through and judge it on a 10 minutes spinning in the house, whether or not they want to buy it or not. Figuring out if you want to spend 200,000 or more dollars on a house when you're there for 10 minutes. It's wild. Yes. It, and it's not, it's not that their experience today is any different than the other one. I know we've been talking about this for like 50 yes. minutes at this point. <laughs> what Sorry. the hell, man? <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, man, like, I don't house, know what else to say. <laughs> selling a house sucks. And we're going to have to do it all again, all again tomorrow. Like pack up, leave. Cause it's me, two boys, two dogs. Yeah. We got all pack up and leave. It house. was all supposed to go according to plan where you would, you had all the selling or all the showings planned over Memorial day weekend. Cause you were completely out of town and that was going to be that. And yeah, now it's, and now, and now, be- and it's going to run up to when you're going to close on your new house. And it just well, throws a wrench at everything. Don't say that. Um, there's no way. There's no way. The other thing that one last thing I want to just touch on and I know I talked to you before as we were getting ready to list the realtor said really prime window first seven days um, you're going to get your most action most offers all that kind of stuff most interest we spent those seven days under contract yeah so when the listing came back live it's day nine he we listed it for $1,000 less well he said can you do that kind we, of crap we, we, we haven't even approached changing price because what makes me feel like we're good about that? I've seen houses in our neighborhood, similar condition, listed for ten dollars more per square foot. I was like, I think we're fine on price. And when they were walking out, they were talking about the price. I was like, yeah, it's fine. I was like, okay, so our our list price is fine, still. Um, but he was saying, historically, like if a house was on the market for thirty days and still active, people were like, what's wrong with the house? Now he said that timeline's been compressed to seven days. I was like, it's even worse when people are being shown a house, like it was under contract and now it's not It's like what happened? It just raises more red flags and it's all past. Oh, I'm just frustrated. Selling house sucks. 
What'd you learn? <laughs> I'm not going after that. <laughs> I'm spent. <laughs> I learned that first Friday art trails a, bit, a, bit, a big deal. It's still a big deal here. There's a ton of food trucks. Y'all should go to first Friday food. art trail. Were, were, were there any good ones? Did you- I went to Dos Hermanos and it was, it was really good. It's good tacos. Uh, let's see. What did I have? I had the spicy beef, which was a ground beef. So picture like the best taco meat like you've ever had at, at a in a crunchy beef taco, but put it in a perfect two little street taco flour tortillas. And that's what you get. Mm. But yeah, Dos Hermanos is where we went. Uh, my five-year-old got a grilled cheese. I forgot where, but I just can't believe how big this thing has gotten. I remember the first Friday art trail was, it was never not small. You know, it was always like well attended, but mm-hmm. Man, especially with two docks out there and then bringing all the food trucks and everything. It's just, that's another one of those things that I can hear my cat meowing behind me. I don't know if y'all can hear it on the microphone, but that's one of those things that like Rob said uh, in the Ten Commandments of Lubbock. If if you think think Lubbock's boring, it's probably because you're boring. Yeah. Got all these podcasts you can listen to. So many podcasts. Just create one. I'm I'm join us. Grateful that there's a ton you're of listening us. to us. Yes. Rant about real estate. <laughs> like 20 minutes, man. You were on a roll. Told you. And this was after we talked about it. Like I, I was so fired up about it before. I know I had started. to I had to like I had to like basically to just start just start the show. Just start the show. Yeah, he, he told me to shut up twice. He's like, all right, that's enough. <laughs> before the show, during the show, he's like, all right, it's enough, dude. <laughs> so I, I, I told Samantha really quickly. I was like, the next offer we get, three days on their on their option period, and a thousand bucks. That's where we start. Like, I've I've got your inspection for you, assholes. <laughs> Anyways, that'll do it for us on the twenty three personnel podcast. Uh, we'll we'll do a deep dive recap on the baseball season coming up later. We've now officially entered the off season. Didn't think it would come so soon, but here we are. So. We appreciate you guys listening to us. We know you have options. For Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And find even more great content over on stakingtheplanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.